When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In order to have a successful marriage, you got to be really good at communicating. Today, we're going to unpack what it means to be a good communicator. We're also going to talk about the types of communication, and then I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can get better. So if that's something you're interested in. Stay tuned and let's go. Welcome back to the Husband Coaches Corner. And today we are starting a new series. It's going to be 11 parts, and it's going to launch every Friday from now until 11 Fridays from now. So if that's something you're interested in, make sure that you subscribe, follow, do whatever the platform allows so you can get the next episode when it is released. Now, the cool thing about this series is it is going to be couples friendly. So what does that mean? That means you can share this with your wife. You guys can listen to it together and it'll be perfectly fine. Whatever you choose to do. Uh, and I did that because I know that there's a lot of ladies that listen to this podcast and I wanted to make sure that I was providing content that was meeting the audience. Uh, so that way, both husbands and wives can sit together, listen to this information, unpack it together and really start to grow your marriage. Now, I do want to make you aware of marriagedrills.com, which is my website where I host a lot of different things. And one of the things on that website is the email list. So go ahead, head over there, sign up for free to the email list, get a free copy of the wife journal. Uh, and then you can also let me know a podcast suggestion. If you have any topics that you want me to cover, then you can do that on the website as well. Now, let's go ahead and get into communication. All right. So communication comes in two parts verbal and nonverbal. I think these are things most of us are familiar with. This shouldn't come as like a shock and awe or a huge reveal, right? I think we understand verbal and nonverbal communication. Now, if you're not if you're not sure what verbal nonverbal communication is, then let me just break it down real quick. Verbal is anything that you say. Nonverbal is what your body language says. Uh, it's all often referred to as body language. So now I will tell you that verbal is only 25% of your communication. 75% of your communication in your marriage and really just the way that we communicate in general is all nonverbal. It comes in the form of body language. Uh, the consistency of our actions, so the things that we do on a consistent basis, and then our interpersonal habits. These are things where uh, when a certain person comes around, we tend to either get upset, uh, we don't talk to them, whatever it may be, right? We're, we're sending a clear message like, get away from me, or someone comes around and you get excited and then you are sending a clear message like, hey, I'm accepting, I'm opening uh, to you. So let's unpack these a little bit deeper. We're going to start off with verbal. 
All right, verbal communication is probably one of the cheapest forms of communication, all right? And I don't mean that in saying like what you say is not valued. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is we can say a lot of things that our nonverbal communication doesn't justify or it doesn't back it up. It doesn't confirm it. We can say, hey, I'm happy to see you with our arms crossed. And you see how that can be a, a challenge, right? So words are cheap. We have to have action, which is why we're going to spend the rest of the episode after we get through verbal communication, uh, kind of unpacking what nonverbal communication is, what it looks like, and how you can improve it. So stay tuned for that. But one of the first things when we talk about verbal communication is affirmations. If you're not familiar with affirmations, let me just break it down for you. It is a verb or something that we do, and it means to state something as a fact or strongly state something publicly. All right. So it's something that we do and we state a fact publicly. So this could be in front of friends, family, uh, national television, if you have that sort of a platform over a podcast like this. I affirm my wife all the time. Uh, this is one of the best ways of using your verbal communication, because these are things that your wife wouldn't know unless you said them. Uh, and I, I guess that's not entirely true. Your wife likely doesn't know uh, unless you say them. And if your body language doesn't match, then this is where that talk gets cheap, right? If you're affirming that she's beautiful, but you don't want to look at her, uh, are you really showing her that she's beautiful? I don't know, right? But the affirmations, they, they're they all verbal, right? We say these things. Uh, now, in the context of marriage, we use affirmations to build up our wife. And this is so critical. We have got to build up our wives. And ladies, for, for you listening, uh, yes, we like affirmations too. The Your husband will appreciate some affirmations. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, hey, you look sexy or anything crazy like that. Uh, I mean, that's fine too. Don't get me wrong. You could say that. But maybe you can just compliment the fact that your husband is working hard, taking care of the family, doing things that you see that you appreciate and you know that he just needs to hear you say it. All right. You can build your husband up with affirmations. Now, for all of my husbands out there, and I guess this is also for the ladies, it doesn't matter. You can use affirmations. Uh, if, if af I'm sorry, if affirmations are high on your spouse's uh, love language test, then this is key. You want to start using affirmations in your marriage. So affirmations. Overall, we want to use affirmations in our marriage in order to build up our spouse. If this is high on your wife or your husband's love language quiz, then you should be using affirmations to build up your spouse uh, no matter what, right? It always pays to uh, tell someone that they're doing well or that they look good, whatever, uh, any sort of encouragement that you can give will go a long way. 
All right. So the second way of verbal communication is conversations. Now, this sounds pretty simplistic in its approach, but let me just assure you that conversations go a long way in a marriage. This is actually one of the key ways for a a group of people, anyone, right? Any relationship for you to connect and get to know each other better. If you are not having conversations, and I'm not talking about like, hey, how's your day? I'm talking about like deep, meaningful conversations. Ask questions that drive your wife or your husband to speak more than yes or no, right? Uh, So interview questions that really spark the interest of the other person. And of course, you want to be present and be mindful and hear what they have to say and respond to them in the circumstance that they're going through. Conversations are critical to building a a lasting relationship and definitely a marriage. You want to take time to sit down and just talk, right? Now, here's the deal about uh conversations. We want to take care or we want to be mindful of our tone and our word selection when we have these conversations. Sometimes you could have the best intentions and I think that many uh, people can relate to this, right? Men and women. You can have the best intentions. You say something and the tone or the words you chose to use triggered something in the other person. This happens a lot. Uh, and it still happens sometimes for me where I say something one way, my wife perceives it a certain way. And then uh, now we have a mini conflict on our hands So the point that I want to make here is whatever tone and word selection you use, make sure that it is appropriate for the conversation that you are looking to have with your wife. All right. So that is all that I have for verbal communication, right? So there's conversation and then there's affirmation. Now, there's more that we could discuss, but those are like the the two things that anyone can sit back and say, you know what, am I having conversations with my wife? Am I having conversations with my husband? Am I affirming my wife? Am I affirming my husband? And if the answer to that is no, then there you go. You know where you can start today and become more affirming or more conversational, period. All right. Now, we're going to move into the nonverbal segment of today's episode because this is where we really need to be mindful of what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, And we typically do not pay attention to our body language whenever we have a conversation. So that's why I want to spend some time unpacking this. Now, again, this is 75% of our communication between our spouse, right? Our for our husbands to their wives and wives to their husbands. 75% of what you say comes from the way that your body is postured. Now, obviously, if you are talking on the phone, then you're not going to have this issue unless you're FaceTiming or something like that, but for the most part, when you are in person, just remember the way that your body is postured is going to tell your wife how you really feel uh, or tell your husband how you really feel. So make sure that, you know, your your body language is good. So 
let's go ahead and start off with the very first nonverbal uh, segment or the very first nonverbal portion, which is body language. Uh, so you got to ask yourself these questions. Do you cross your arms when you speak to your wife or to your husband? Because when you cross your arms, this is a sign of showing that you're not very interested and you are actually a little bothered or it's an authoritative thing, which uh, can put some people at ease uh, or I'm sorry, some people on edge. It just depends on your spouse, right? So if you know your spouse, your husband or your wife, if you know your spouse, then you're going to be able to identify if crossing your arms is a problem because maybe that's not a problem in your marriage. Maybe that's just something that you guys are used to, right? Um, Do you yell? So I know that yelling falls into the verbal section, but typically when you yell, your arms are moving all over the place and it is really... uh, You could tell when a person is yelling, even if you can't hear them, because you can see the way that their body is moving, right? Uh, So even if you don't know what they're saying, you can tell that a person is yelling. So that's why this is in body language. Uh, But if you yell, let me just be the first to tell you, stop doing that. No one listens to you when you yell. You don't have to yell. There's other ways of getting your point across. There's other ways of communicating. Trust me, yelling is really just a waste of effort and energy on your end. Uh, Now, obviously, if you're yelling because the distance between the two of you or there's a lot of noise, that's different. But if you're yelling because you're angry, just stop. Like, I, I don't know how else to say that. You don't have to yell. Even in the heated argument, yelling never gets you like you never win when you yell. Okay. You don't win. Uh, And that's a whole nother conversation. But do you turn your back to your wife or to your husband? If you are turning your back, you're telling your, your spouse, I'm not interested in what you have to say, even if you are interested. Because your body language is saying, talk to my back, right? Like we don't talk to backs. It's just not normal. That's not how we have conversation, right? So this going back to that conversational piece, if you are showing your your spouse your back, you're really just saying, yeah, whatever, I don't care. So pay attention to that because that could be the game changer for all of your conversations to come. Uh, do you walk with do you walk away when your wife or your husband is talking to you? Well, That's pretty self-explanatory, right? If you walk away, and I'm guilty of this, my wife will start talking to me and I'll walk to another spot in the house and I don't realize, like, I don't mean to do it in a disrespectful way, but she's like, you always walk away when I'm talking to you. And, you know, if you got ears to hear, then you better hear because she's telling me like, hey, this bothers me. Please stop doing that. And now that I know that it bothers her, I am way more aware. And if I need to walk away, then I say, hey, can we pause for a second so I could go do this and then I'll be right back. Uh, So now we're communicating a lot better and I'm not just walking away because, again, for me, 
Uh, miscommunication is, is typically where the real problem comes in. And, and I'll talk about that at the end of the episode, but this is one of the easiest ways to trigger that miscommunication. All right. Uh, so don't walk away from your spouse when they are talking to you, uh, because it's a sign of, I don't care what you have to say. And everybody wants whatever they're saying to be something that's important to the person that they're saying it to. All right. Um, do you scroll on your phone? So I've talked about this in many, many episodes, but if you are scrolling through your phone and you're showing that your interest is elsewhere, why would anyone believe a word that you have to say if you're like, yeah, I'm listening and you're scrolling through your phone? Uh, in fact, I, I was guilty of doing this earlier in the week. I was uh, looking through my um, my apps and I was looking for a particular app. My wife started talking to me. I was already in the middle of scrolling and my wife was talking to me. I was talking back to her and she was like, are you even listening to me? And I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Let me get off my phone. So just know that this isn't something that uh, you're going to get perfect every single time, right? But if you guys can communicate well enough with one another and you can identify where that miscommunication, uh, you know, those indicators for miscommunication could happen, you can stop it as soon as you need to. And then you can get right back on the right track when it comes to uh, communication. So the last thing that I have on body language is, do you look around when your wife is speaking? Or do you look around when your husband is speaking? See, all of these things, they show that you are not involved. Uh, you don't care about what they have to say, all right? When you do that, it makes that other person feel less valued. And so you're not communicating well, even though you think that you're listening and that that person is receiving you as listening. Uh, subconsciously, we pick up on these things. Now. It's not until we realize what it is that you're doing that bothers us that can be verbalized. But maybe your wife or your husband, they are telling you like, hey, I don't feel like you listen to me when you speak or when I'm speaking. Check your body language. See what your body language says about uh, whatever or check your body language in accordance with the things that I just uh, talked about and see if those are the culprits. Because there are many other body language uh, triggers, if you will, miscommunication triggers. So these aren't the only ones, but these are some of the more prominent ones. Now, we're going to move into consistency of actions. Consistency of actions. Are you always angry with a particular situation uh, or when something happens, do you always respond a certain way. You see, our actions really do tell a story about ourselves, right? It talks about our character. And this is another form of communication, uh, the communication of your character in the actions that you take, uh, how you respond to situations. Do you spend more money than you should, right? Uh, you could say, hey, I need to save money. But if you're out spending money, then are you really 
communicating that you want to save money? Uh, probably not. So that's something to take into consideration. Do you drink more alcohol than you should? Now, I'm not here to put down anyone who likes to have a drink every now and then, right? If that's your thing, then that's your thing. However, if you are drinking to the point to where, one, you don't remember what's going on and you're being aggressive towards your spouse uh, or rude or, you know, it's causing issues. Let me just put it like this. When you drink alcohol, your communication ability goes down. All right. Uh, No one has ever been a great communicator under the influence of alcohol. And I don't care who you say, oh, no, uh, this person tells the truth or they can speak their mind. They're not a good communicator. Just because they're telling the truth and speaking their mind doesn't mean that they're doing it with the right tone and word selection, right? Going back to that conversational skill. Moral of the story, if you drink way too much alcohol, uh, you're likely to get into an argument because you're going to say something stupid, period. So if you drink alcohol, do it responsibly. Know what your limit is because your limit could be different than the person that you go to the bar with. So don't try and keep up with your friends. That's like some old college party nonsense. You don't need to, all right? Know who you are as a husband. Know who you are as a wife and say, you know what? When I drink too much, it impacts my marriage. I'm going to make a choice not to do that. Uh, So I can communicate more effectively with my spouse. And then the last one, when it comes to consistency of actions, do you take any action on the things that your wife or husband brings up to you? So whenever there's a thing that happens in your relationship, if your wife or your husband brings it up and you don't do anything, guess what? You're communicating. I don't care that this bothers you. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. So that is a consistent action. And over time, that thing will stop being brought to you. And then you'll start to have more miscommunication. And it's all because you chose not to do something about it. Now, if you do something about it, but the action that you take just isn't the outcome that your spouse is looking for then that's a whole other conversation. Uh, But your spouse will be able to see, oh, you know what? At at least when I bring something up, uh, he or she is willing to go and do X, Y, Z in order to make this a a little bit better. All right. Now, I will caution. um, You could borderline complaining, right? And complaints aren't a problem. Uh, usually complaints are received as a negative thing because our mind tells us that if someone is complaining, then it's a bad thing, but you can actually take a complaint as like a a tip, right? Um, or a lead on how you can improve. I love when my wife complains to me, uh, about me, because if she's complaining to me about me, I am in complete control over the outcome 
of her complaint, right? Because if it's about me and it's something that I can control about myself, then I can control it. And there's a lot of stuff that you can control about you. So don't think of complaints as a bad thing, even though they're commonly uh, viewed as negative. Think of it as an opportunity to grow and to learn uh, and try and oversee uh, or again, if you are on the other side of complaining, right, if you are the person placing the complaint Choose the tone and words that make sense, all right? Because it's okay to bring up an issue, a challenge, whatever. What's not okay is to call someone out of their name or to do it in a rude way because we typically don't hear very well when we are being insulted or attacked in some form, all right? So now we'll move on to interpersonal habits. Now, again, these are things that you do on a regular basis uh, that are habits with a particular individual. And what I'm talking about here is with your spouse. All right. Interpersonal just means uh, between two people and then habits. So the habits that you have with another person. Right. So if your wife does something right, uh, how, how do you treat her? If your husband does something, how do you treat him? See, our interpersonal habits are a little bit different than our uh, consistency of action, because the consistency of, of action could really be just any situation uh, it doesn't have to be between the husband and wife. It could be anything. This is how we communicate, right? Uh, we know, like my wife knows, if anyone starts smacking, uh, my body language is going to change because I do not like people who chew with their mouth open or smack their food. It doesn't matter who it is. But with the interpersonal habits, this is where it gets a little bit more personal with your wife. That's why it's interpersonal. So how do you treat your wife? How do you treat your husband when they smack their food? How do you treat your wife on a general basis? Do you give her affection? Do you love her? Do you buy her gifts? Do you uh, go out of your way to make her feel special? Right? Same thing for your husband. Do you show him affection? Do you go out of your way to make him feel special? Do you give your wife or husband uh, quality time, right? If you're not spending good time, I'm not saying like just any time. Don't give the the -the run-in-the-mill, leftover, uh, lousy time. I'm talking about the quality time, time that actually will develop the marriage, I talk about this a lot on the uh, on the show. But if you're not spending quality time, your communication and your interpersonal habits prove that the relationship doesn't really hold any merit to you. And that is a nonverbal communication because the lack of you doing something 
is still you doing something, which is nothing. Nothing doing nothing is something. Uh, just think about that for a second. Moral of the story: It communicates to your spouse that the relationship doesn't hold any merit to you. So you're just gonna do whatever you want, and they'll they'll have to deal with it. All right. And then, do you get your wife gifts, right? Or do you get your husband gifts? Now, gifts don't have to be overly lavish and expensive and stuff like that. It could be something as silly as, uh, like for Valentine's Day, my wife bought me a bowl. Because a few years back, I bought my wife mixing bowls for Valentine's Day. And I thought that was a, uh, I thought that was a good gift. And she quickly told me, no, this was not a good gift. And every year she reminds me not to get her bowls. So now it's actually a running joke that I'm going to get her a set of bowls for Valentine's Day. Uh, now, you know, just in context of that story, years before, I never got her Valentine's Day gifts. I just didn't do it. So the first year that I get her a gift, she gets a set of mixing bowls. Uh, talk about telling your wife you love her with a really nice set of Pyrex mixing bowls. Obviously, I missed the mark. Um, and, you know, you're probably like, well, Chris, why'd you get her bowls? My wife is into baking. I thought it would be a good idea to get her something that she could use because I'm a practical kind of guy like that. I like to get stuff that she can use. Well, she did not appreciate the bowls, um, and she let me know. And she let me know every year. So this year she got me a bowl uh, because I like to eat ice cream and it's a pretty good bowl for eating ice cream. So uh, I'm actually excited for the bowl. Uh, and she she knows that. So moral of the story. Do you get your wife gifts? All right. Do you get your husband gifts? Don't have to be elaborate. They could be something that's funny because humor is always important. That's actually one of the later episodes that I have planned. Um, Humor's always important. You got to laugh, right? So, miscommunication. Look, miscommunication is a real thing, and it happens, right? If you do something, and it causes some sort of issue in your relationship, and you didn't intend for it to happen that way, then you miscommunicated, all right? doesn't matter if you said something or if you physically did something. You miscommunicated. And it led to an unplanned outcome or unexpected outcome, whatever you may think of. Miscommunication can be overcome. You just have to know where your indicators are and hear what those are. Now, if you are a couple listening to this together, take some time, sit down and say, hey, you know, for us to be successful in marriage, what indicator do we have for our miscommunication? Because I don't want us to have these issues that we're running into. And some of these indicators could be the the body language piece, right? 
the nonverbal communication. Be willing to share with your spouse the nonverbal pieces that drive you crazy. If your spouse does something and you don't think that he or she knows about it, then let that person know. Let them know that, hey, when you do this, it makes me feel and then fill in the blank. And if you are on the receiving end of that, then take some time to just reflect on it. All right. If you know that you guys struggle with communication, then take this into two parts. The first part is both of you say what it is, one thing. All right. So choose one thing that is, it sets you off and you'd know that that body language or that verbal uh, statement, whatever it is, one thing, let your spouse know and use a tone and word selection that makes sense. All right. Uh, Don't call them out of their name. Don't yell it. Just say, hey, you know what? When you leave the cabinets open, it really frustrates me. All right. Now, you can go one step further and say, it frustrates me because I hit my head on the cabinets uh, because I don't notice that they're open, right? This is a true story in my house. I hit my head on the cabinets all the time when my wife leaves them open. uh, So we had to have this conversation. Now, the second part to this, after both of you have said the one thing that bothers you, Take about an hour to truly reflect on it, right? Sounds like a long time. The The point is you want to take some time and reflect on the thing that your wife has told you or that your husband has told you and make sure that you understand it well enough and that you can see it. Think back to those times when you argued. Think back to those times when you had an issue. And say, you know what? Yeah, I can see how I contributed to that miscommunication, right? The goal is not to defend yourself here. What it is, is to take in what it is that your spouse has told you and reflect on it to see, even if you disagree that the thing you did caused that, the goal here is really for you to just identify that you did it. And then start to think about how you can improve upon that because clearly it's causing an issue with your marriage. And this is how you build your marriage and you build your communication. You take one thing at a time. Uh, Don't go, please, if, if you don't do anything, don't go and take five different issues and try and solve them. You're going to exhaust yourself and it is. It doesn't work. You take one thing and you get better at it and then you move on to another thing and then you get better at it. The The beauty of our marriage is that it is a lifelong thing. You don't have to rush to success and success isn't going to come tomorrow. Right. Success will not come tomorrow. But you will become successful over time. Now, that wraps up our episode on communication. 
I'm not going to tell you that communication is easy because it's not. Communication is probably one of the hardest aspects of being successful in a marriage because we all come from different walks of life and backgrounds and what we witnessed in our parents' marriages and what we witnessed in marriages on TV, like family, friends, we bring all of that into our own marriages. You have to learn how to communicate with your wife or with your husband. That's the only way that you're going to gain the the true appreciation of communication and become successful. Now, my hope for you is that this episode and the episodes to come, uh, they open your eyes to communication and whatever the applicable uh, topic is for that success, that key to success. But the truth is, my real goal is that you take this information and you apply it to your marriage. Because you will not become successful just from hearing this information, listening to this podcast. That's not how it works. I wish it did. I wish I could just say things and then your marriage gets better. But it doesn't. It only grows when you grow. I can give you the tools and I will come alongside you if you're looking for one-on-one counseling. Uh, Even if you're looking for couples counseling or or coaching, because I'm not a counselor. Uh, But if you're looking for one-on-one coaching or couples coaching, go over to the website marriagedrills.com and shoot me a message and we'll set up a date and time and we'll figure that out. All right. My goal is to help you become a more successful couple, uh, specifically teaching husbands. But I want to open this up to working with couples because I think it's important, at least through this series and, and you know, for the foreseeable future, uh, there will be some couples coaching that I'm going to be offering. So I will caution you that you should take any actions uh, I recommend in the consideration, however, uh, with the way your wife receives love or with the way that your husband receives love. The, the recommendations that I'm giving here, again, you have to know your spouse, all right? If you know that what I'm saying just doesn't work, then modify it to a way that it does work. I'm giving some very generalized information that should work for every single spouse, but it may not work the way that I uh, that I'm prescribing it or recommending it. So you may have to modify it just a little bit, and that's perfectly fine. Get that modification in, and love on your wife or love on your husband. Now, the tagline of this show is "Find a way to love your wife every day," but for this series. The, the tagline is going to modify just a little bit, and it's just going to be find a way to show love to your spouse today. So until next time, I want you to find a way to love your spouse today. Peace.